0: it out for your good. Amen. amen. We try to work it out for God. Somebody say amen. amen. He didn't say we work it out. He said he working. it out. He said he work it out.
1: He said he working. it out. God's always been faithful. Amen goes right there. Ain't never let me down. Hallelujah. Amen. There's been things I prayed for. Amen. I just know that I needed and I wanted. Amen, David, but God said no. I still prayed and prayed and prayed. Amen. But boy, after God said no, I didn't like it. I realized a few years later,
0: but God knows exactly what he was talking about. Is everybody okay? everybody all right? Oh, yeah. My God ain't never let me down. Amen. Amen. Ever since December the 17th, 1989. Amen. God ain't never, never failed me. I've messed some things up. Somebody say, I know y'all ain't, I know y'all perfect. Y'all ain't never messed nothing up. Y'all ain't never got ahead of God. Is everybody alright? Is everybody okay? Hey, is everybody awake? Amen right there. Y'all ain't cold, are you? Hey, amen, if y'all you you need to get on fire. Is everybody all right? Catch fire, you'll warm up. That's right. Hey, I love you tonight. I appreciate you. Amen, I got something. Hey, amen, I want to read to you tonight, if that's all right. Is that okay if I read you something? It, it kind of tells you, hey, amen, this man had been through some things, and, and it kind of tells you, basically, I mean, I read it, boy, and it helped me. So I will read to you. He, he tells us, you know, basically what God kind of expects out of us. Amen. How we're supposed to treat God in, in, with our bodies. And, and he tells us, you know, how we ought to treat God. And then he tells us how we ought to treat each other. And I thought, man, that right there's pretty good. Is everybody all right? Amen. I thought, boy, that right there is pretty good. Amen. I mean, boy, I I I, I got something out of it. And I'm gonna read it to you. Amen. And I hope you will get something out of it. Amen. I, I promise you. Amen. You you probably could if you just give me just a little leeway. Everybody, all right? Somebody said, preacher, you gone off a deep end. Well, that's all right. Amen. I can swim. Is everybody okay? I'm just telling you, man. This is pretty good stuff. Amen. So. Amen, I, I, I got this, and uh, you can probably find it on the internet, but that's all right. Amen. But if you really, really want to know, amen, you can find it in your Bible in Romans chapter number 12, and this will help you. I'm going to read it to you. This man right here knows, knows a little bit about this. He'd been through some things when he began to pin this down. Amen. He'd been through some things. He kind of knowed what God would expect out of us. And he kind of knowed how we ought to treat God. And he kind of knows how we ought to treat each other. This man here had a lot of wisdom. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 12, I want to read this in your hearing. and I'm going to start reading at verse number one. And I know we, get, we, all, we all do, amen, I'm guilty. Kind of get hung up on in the first two verses, but there's a whole lot of verses in this chapter that'll help us. Romans chapter 12, verse one says, I beseech you, you may have to give me a little volume tonight, amen. If I get too loud, you can cut it back down. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. This is somebody that's, that's really, really imploring to us. He's, 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 boy, he's, 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 he's almost like he's begging us to pay attention, to listen to what he's saying. He said, I beseech you, I beseech you by the mercies of God. I, I
1: implore you. I, I am begging you. I, I want you to hear what I'm saying, what the scriptures are saying. I got something that's very important for you.
0: It's kind of funny. With, well, not funny. God just knows everything, what we was talking about back there. Because he kind of talks about it right here. Amen. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, By the mercies of God that ye present your bodies. Listen to this right here. A living sacrifice. Holy. Amen. Holy is a way of life. That's how we're supposed to live. Amen. Because without it, we're not going to see God. Is everybody okay? That's scripture. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. Now we talked about the sacrifice a little bit back there. Amen, Jesus Christ died. Amen, he came and presented himself a a, a sacrifice, a sacrificial lamb and he died. But what he wants us to do is sacrifice our life and live for him. Is everybody all right? Crucify ourselves daily to this flesh and to the world. And so he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen? Amen. I, I'm tired of that crowd that misquotes this all the time. They say, all God requires is a reasonable service. Okay, well, let's see what God says the reasonable service is. Amen? Amen? See, that, see we as humans, we want to we muddy up the waters right there. We won't say all God does is require a reasonable service. You just gotta give him a reasonable service. No, he said present your bodies a living sacrifice. That is reasonable. Amen, that, God's not asking you to do something unreasonable. God's asking you to crucify yourself daily to this world, amen, to the lust of the flesh, amen, to die to it daily, present your bodies a living sacrifice, amen. That's reasonable, that's a reasonable request from God. This is what he's saying. This is our, our obligation to the Lord, if you would. I beseech you therefore, brethren, I mean, all he done was die for you and save you out of hell, you ain't gotta go. Right. Amen. Brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen, there ought to be some things dropping off of our life after we get saved. We we, we dedicate ourselves to God. There ought to be things, amen. We ought to be renewing our mind to the things of God and, and getting rid of some of those things of the world those thoughts, amen, our mind, the things that used to please our mind and our mind used to dwell on and meditate on when we was lost, amen, our mind needs to be, our thoughts need to start changing when we get saved. He said by the renewing of your mind, but my, I, I, I'd like to change some things I used to think was cool and, and, and boy, I used to think was right and nice and all those different
1: things, those things I used to think about, Amen, I need to change the way I think. I need to start
0: putting things in my mind, amen, that's gonna wash away and erase some of those things, amen, I used to think about. That's what he's talking about here, by the renewing of your mind. Amen, this is what he said. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, amen, amen, Verse 3, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Wow. <laughs> boy, that that uh, that right there shoots your ego down, won't it? Amen. Is everybody all right? Boy, we all men, boy, we've done it at one time or another, thought more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Right. If you say you didn't, amen, that's all right, you'll lie about something else, because we all we've all done it. Amen. We've all done it. Amen, I'm not not up here saying, yeah, you did this, I didn't do this. But anyway, what we gotta do, what he's saying really right here, let's not be arrogant, but let's be humble. Amen. Amen. Let's not get too high-minded about ourselves because it's not really about me. Amen, I need to understand that. It's not about me, but it's all about him, Tyler. It's all about Jesus Christ and what he can do for others. And it's up to me, amen, to present it and let folks know. And so he says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, amen, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Not a measure, the measure. Amen, everyone that's born in this world, amen. whether they use it or not, that's on them. But everybody, amen, has got enough faith to believe. Because he's dealt it to every man, the measure of faith. Amen. When they hear preaching, and that faith is mixed with preaching, because it pleased God at the foolishness of preaching to save them which would believe. Somebody say, "Amen." I'm just, I'm just a, a, a teaching plain Bible doctrine. Amen, they're going, and when that, when that faith is mixed with preaching, amen, and, that, and that, that conviction comes on an individual and they come down to the altar and they're crying, and they're crying out to Jesus Christ, they'll have enough faith to be saved, amen. After that, after that, they'll have their faith will be tried, their, their faith will be tested, Amen, their faith will, will start to grow. They'll start trusting God uh, for things, amen, that they, uh, 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 that they need and things that's going on in their life. They begin to uh, lean on God. If they stay in church and they, they keep listening to preaching and they start reading their Bible, their faith will start to grow. They'll start to believe. They'll be faithful. Amen, you won't never be able to offend somebody whose faith is continually growing, not by the word of God. Is everybody all right? You won't never run nobody off, amen, whose faith is continually growing, amen, if if what you're doing is preaching and teaching, amen, Bible doctrine, is everybody okay? Amen, but you start bringing the world in. Somebody full of faith can recognize that. Is everybody all right? You start preaching some weird doctrine, somebody's full of faith whose faith has been growing and they're no longer babes, amen, they'll start recognizing that. Is everybody all right? That's why it's so important to stick with the scriptures. Hallelujah, just stick with the scripture, David. Can't go wrong, White, sticking with the scripture, son. Hey, is everybody all right? Can't go wrong, deacons, just sticking with the scripture. If the scripture says it, I don't care, I don't care what any other preacher has said over the years, amen, if the scripture says it, the scripture trumps everybody. Is everybody all right? Stay with the scripture. Amen. You can't go wrong sticking with the scripture. Amen. For, verse number four. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, listen to this, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Uh oh. Sounds to me like some accountability going on. We need to recognize, amen, we need to recognize we're accountable to one another, how we live our lives. Not just accountable to God, but we're members one of another. Didn't I just read it? Amen. When we do things, amen, and I I know, boy, we we like to think about it, but I mean, there's things we do in our life, and we'll say, well, we brought a reproach against God. Yeah, but you might have brought a reproach against the church, is everybody okay? See, we're, we're accountable to one another. When we do something, when we do, when, when, especially me, and I'm not just, I'm not saying I'm anything great, but I'm the pastor or one of you deacons. Is everybody all right? We do something out there, sees it and they know, they know I'm the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church. I didn't just, I didn't just give Brother Tracy a black eye. I gave Calvary Baptist Church a black eye. See, we're accountable one to another. Is everybody okay? Amen. And when, when, when they see you as an individual, as a member of Calvary Baptist Church, here's what they'll say. Here's what they'll say. Oh, that that crowd goes down there at Brother Tracy's church. It's not my church. It's God's church. Right? It's our church. Amen. It's God's. But boy, they, what you what we do, what you do, amen, is you, you bring a reproach. You give the church a black eye. Because see, we are one of another members. Amen. And we are... We do, we do have to give an account of everything we do, right? All of us, from the pulpit down. None of us are without sin, right? Right? If any man say he hath no sin, he, he, he deceives himself, and the truth ain't in him. And then you read on down a little bit. It says, and if any man say that he hath not sin, he make God a liar, amen, and his word is not in him. First John chapter one. Everybody alright? Is everybody okay? But you know what he said? He said, but if any but if you will confess your sins, he who God, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Right? He said, this then the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no
1: darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Hey, but then the next verse he said, but if we walk in the light, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another
0: and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Amen. So we're not, we're not up here throwing stones, but we've all sinned. Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right? So what do we do? We better, boy, think about it like this. Before you do anything that's gonna affect your testimony, think about this. We're not just affecting our own testimony, but we'll affect the testimony of Calvary Baptist Church. Amen. Let me move, let me move. Like I said, there's a whole lot in chapter 12. <laughs> Having then gifts differing, verse number six, according to the grace that is given to us, where the prophecy let us prophesy, according to the proportion of faith. Our ministry let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Amen or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. You know, the Bible says in one place, when he talks about giving, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. You know, usually if we're putting that dollar in the plate, we don't say nothing. But if we're slipping a slip in the hundred in there, we're like, to, uh, huh? Well, we ought to just be paying our tithes. Is everybody, oh, y'all didn't know I was going there, did you? Oh, yeah, y'all ought to be paying your tithes. God blessed you with a job. Y'all ought to be paying your tithes. Amen. Y'all ought to be paying your tithes simply for the fact that you got to come in here tonight. Amen. It's sitting in a warm church. Amen. And it don't feel like the air conditioner's been on. Is everybody all right? Amen. Tanya come walking in the other day, had a blanket wrapped all around her. I said, I see you bundled up. She said, yeah, I ain't doing 58 again. (laughs) I said, what do you mean? She just looked at me. I said, "Poor Jonathan." <laughs> I mean, boy, she made me want to crawl under the bench. You know, I can only imagine what she does to him. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I'm just teasing. But what I'm saying is this: Amen. Boy, do it with simplicity. Just pay your tithes. Amen. You do that, and I tell you what, you'll be you'll, that part of your life will be right with God. How well, we got off on that? He that ruleth with diligence, he that sheweth mercy with cheerfulness. Verse nine, let love be without dissimulation. Amen. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. There that is again, boys. hard to do sometimes. The Bible tells us to prefer our brethren amen preachers amen preachers that's right amen if i can't if i can't pray for you and listen to you amen then i shouldn't expect you to pray for me and listen to me everybody all right that's right amen won't help nobody like that and listen to what he said preferring one another not slothful in business fervent in spirit serving the lord that fervent just jumped out at me. And I looked that up and it means to be hot or to boil or the the, the glowing bright redness of a solid uh, 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 thing, uh, metal or steel in a a furnace. To be hot, to boil. 1828 says ardent, ardent. Excited, glowing, ardent. When I, I looked that up, having the appearance or quality of fire. Wow. Hot, burning. When we come to church, we ought to already be on fire. Is everybody all right? We ought to come to church worshiping God, we
1: ought to come to church praising the Lord. We ought to come to church full of the Spirit of God, amen, on fire, burning. Somebody say amen. If we would come like that, the sinners would do one of two things. They'd either come to the altar and get saved or run out that door and say, oh, the truth, the Spirit of God's with them. Read you back. Oh yeah, we come in here, we come in here dragging, we come in here, I ain't picked our Bible up all week, we come in here, we ain't prayed since last Sunday, we come in here, amen, we ain't done nothing for God, amen, we come in here mad at the wall, amen, amen, I, I mean, just got a chip on our shoulder, waiting for somebody to lock it up, and we wonder why we don't feel the Spirit of God. He said you ought to be fervent in spirit, you ought to be on fire for God, you ought to be burning, you ought to be glowing, you you ought to have the appearance of excitement about coming to the house of God, worshiping Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen, y'all not have to come for a pep rally. Is everybody all
0: right? Amen goes right there. That's right. Amen. Set like a lump on a pickle. Then we want everybody to
1: think we're spirit. Is everybody all right? I'm just telling you, said fervent and spirit. We ought to be balling over. That's right. Man, folks ought to know we've been alone with God somewhere this week. Folks ought to recognize we, we've got a relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: Everybody alright? We ought to show them something they want, they need. Yeah. Boy, if we get so wrapped up in the world, so full of sin when we come in. Amen. And I, hey, we need to be here. All of us. I'm preaching to all of us. But we need to be here. Amen. We need to come even when we're down and when we're out. Because I realize we do go through things from time to time. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. But it shouldn't be all the time. Amen. Is everybody all right? Amen. We shouldn't be dragging in here for you a solid year. Good to see you. is it? Is it? How's your day? Well, you really want me to tell you? You ain't got that kind of time, preacher. Trust me, man. We used to have members like this. You hear me? Man, you didn't ask them how they was doing. Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. You didn't even say good to see you. You just stuck your hand out and said, hey, and hope to God they don't say nothing. Everybody all right? Man, that can't take up your time for 35 minutes telling you everything bad that's going on. Amen. And all about their... BMs, Everything, is everybody alright? Is everybody okay? Oh yeah,
1: God help. Amen, you got that right. Amen goes right there. And they wonder why their kids are strung out on dope. They wonder why their family don't have nothing to do with the church. They wonder why they can't be a witness and get their children, their grandchildren, their spouses. Amen, the people that live with them to come to the house of God. It's because they don't see nothing in them that entices
0: them. Is everybody out, boy, that word fervent. The spirit of God. Amen, I when was the last time somebody recognized the spirit of God in you? Come on, talk to me now. Somebody ought to be boiling over with it. Fervent in spirit, just on fire. Fervent in spirit, just glowing. Why are you so happy? Because I'm saved. They, they, they got to where they didn't even talk to me at work hardly anymore. They never asked me anything. Been, I, I'd come in there, I'd come in there, boy, and I'd, I'd talk about Easter. Man, that one fellow asked me, he said, one guy asked me, he said, that's a religious holiday. I said, what? What do you mean? What? I mean, well, we're going to have sunrise service on Sunday. What's that? Oh, hallelujah. Come here, son, let me talk to you. Witnessed to that boy and talked to him. He'd come to church a, a, a few times after that. I wasn't going here at the time. I was going to House Chapel, but as a boy at work, we had long hair. Amen, I'd always come in. I'd always praise the Lord. I'd always just be nice to him. I mean, he was wicked dope smoking. cuss you out. Tattoos all over him. Amen, then he asked me about Easter. I got to tell him about that. I had to preach revival somewhere, Brother Richard. Him and Mike Reardon came. You hear me? My wife can tell you, Shane and Mike Reardon showed up. They was getting drunk out there in the parking lot. This church I was preaching a revival at. What happened, man, I got up, boy. Holy Ghost come down, son. I preached all over that place, all over the front of that church, all over the middle of that church. Y'all didn't know that's why I had any heart attacks. I preached all over the middle of that church, the back of that church. I preached on that bench, amen. I preached on the bench in front of them. I preached on the bench behind them. I preached on the bench over here
1: on the next side of them. I preached up in their lap, are you hearing me? Man, I tell you, Holy Ghost of God come
0: down, amen. What happened? I preached them boys plumb sober. Sure did. Man, they, they, they come in giggling and laughing. Tracy, good to see you. And I can smell it on them. Somebody said, that's the ones that's out there drinking. I said, oh. Everybody knows I know them. Now they done called my name. <laughs> I'm doing good, boys. Hey, man, I can smell it on them. They just giggling and laughing. I got, boy, the Holy Ghost showed up. I said, the Holy Ghost showed up. They went from, <laughs> like this. That's the boy that, that's, the, that's the man that works with us. He'd come to high Chapel two or three times. Amen. What happened to see you got planted? See, you got planted. They seen something, and I ain't bragging or boasting. I'm just telling you, they seen something different in me. They'll see something different in you at work. And they'll come to see why. They'll want, and God will open doors like you wouldn't believe when folks start seeing stuff in you. That's favorite. Well, favorite. That right word right there, preach. Man. Fervent in spirit serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Wow. Hope. Hope. Amen. We talk a lot of times about joy. We talk a lot of times about happiness. Not letting the devil rob you of that. God don't let him. Rob you of your hope. The expectancy of something good is going to happen. That's hope. You are expecting that something good has got to be coming your way. Boy the devil'll just rob you of that if you ain't careful. He'll get you so, so bitter, so sad. I don't know what would be worse. I think, Brother Larry, losing your hope is probably going to be worse than losing your joy. That'd be the worst, to go through life and get in a bad place. Get in a bad place, in a bad time in our life, in a valley, and lose hope that we're ever gonna get out. And think that this is as good as it gets, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm ruined, I'm miserable. And to lose hope, don't let the devil rob you of your hope. Is everybody all right? Boy, we gotta have that in our life as a Christian. I mean, we serve a good God. He's looking out for us, just like we said at the beginning of the service. I mean, buddy, he's
1: working it out for our good. You can expect something good is coming in your life if you're a child of God, and you'll just get filled with the Spirit of God. You can have that hope again, hallelujah. You don't have to walk around. Hey, I mean, burdened down, look like a, you've been sucking on lemon, you can walk Walk around with hope, saying that might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but great God Almighty said, something good's coming. My hope is anchored in the blood of Jesus Christ. My hope is anchored in the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, he's gonna do something good in my life. Something good's coming my way.
0: I've not lost hope. Look at the world, boy! I can see why people would, but I've not lost it. Hallelujah! Rejoicing! I, I didn't even see that when I read it earlier. Rejoicing in hope, man! We can rejoice in that. We can get excited about having hope. Something good's coming my way. Everybody, all right? Everybody, okay? Amen hey, goes right there. That's right. Rejoicing in hope. Verse 12. Patient, uh-oh, in tribulation. Well, not see that. We don't like patience, do we? Kind of covered that the other day. Saul, Saul got ahead of God. Talk to the church. Got to, got to get on and pace. Got, got to have patience. Amen. When you're going through troubles. When you're going through tribulation. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter number 3 tells us verse number 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's right. We're going to go through some things. We're going to go through some heartaches. Amen. We're going to be persecuted. Amen. But we, boy, we can rejoice in our hope and when we're in tribulations, we can go through, we can struggle through it with patience. Is everybody all right? Amen. Amen. Continuing instant in prayer. That's usually where a lot of us miss it. Amen. We quit praying. Frustrated. Boy, I didn't see all this, man. I just got fervent wrote down. <laughs> Hallelujah right there. I was praying, seeking the Lord. And I said, Lord, I need something for Wednesday night. Lord, Praying, 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 praying. Weeping and crying. Couldn't get nothing, couldn't get nothing. This afternoon, boy, just, I mean, actually, I, I really felt like, Lord kept saying, "You get over there and read Romans chapter 12. I never did read it. He said, get over here and read Romans chapter 12. And I I was like, most everybody else, or me, I said, well, I know it. I mean, I can quote it, the first two verses. Never ever got off the first two verses. Right? But there's so much more in this than just the first two verses. He's telling us some things. This is somebody that would know. This is probably somebody would do us good to listen to what he had to say. He will help us. So he says, instant in prayer, distributing, verse 13, to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. There it is again, be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Well, we like to rub elbows with the rich and famous, don't we? And the popular. Somebody that maybe not got much. Somebody that maybe not, you know, the coolest type person. We don't want nobody to know we associate with them. We might we might shun them. We don't want them to get us dirty. He said we condescend to those of low estate. Amen. But boy, we Boy, you let somebody come in here with money. Somebody come in here. Everybody knows. Oh man, we everybody wants to be them. I, I, I'm gonna be nice. Mind not high thing, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest. Provide things honest. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible. All right, listen at this now. If it be possible. As much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. And listen to this last verse. Be not overcome of evil. We're living in an evil day and an evil time. And I'm witnessing, I'm witnessing, Brother Billy, more and more, more and more being overcome of evil. People you used to had all the confidence in the world in Wouldn't think they'd never do anything wrong. Man, they're falling off in the deep end. And they can't swim. You hear me? They're falling off. They're falling off of the, off of the, if you'll have it, the faith wagon, the church wagon. Man, they're falling out into this world. That fellow I was talking about earlier that I went to high school with, and and he died. So I wasn't raised in church. I didn't know nothing about church. And I seen his daddy. He died. Me and that boy and, and, and a couple other boys, man, we we wreaked havoc on Avondale High School. If you seen one of us, you have seen the other. One. Him and his fa- his family, his daddy, his mama. He had two brothers and a sister. And they all went around Baptist singing. His daddy. Phil was a preacher, pastor, went around singing and preaching. That's what they've done. You probably remember, come to Heights Chapel and preach for Brother Michael a few times, Brother Phil Willoughby. It's his son. So they went around preaching, singing, all this. I wanted to go over there and spend a night with him one night. I know we wouldn't stay there. And my mama said, "I don't know. I don't know. What's your daddy do?" He said, "Oh, my daddy's a preacher." I looked at him, and she said, "Really? Yeah. What kind? A Baptist preacher?" Oh, okay. Well, he can go. She should have never let me go. His daddy was a drunk. What happened? His wife left him. They they went around singing, preaching, all this. Had their kids in church. Man, everything's going great. Went around singing and preaching. He went to pastor the church. Man, she run off with somebody. Family got in a mess. When I met him, I didn't know nothing about that part of their life, the singing and the preaching. Only thing I knew is when I went over there to his house, his daddy was laid up drunk. Only thing I knew is when I went over to his house, his sister was laid up over yonder on dope. I mean, just—it's just wild. Amen? That was just wild running around doing all this. He, he, hooked on, he hooked on meth, got hooked on crack, things he said he'd never do homeless, wound up homeless, in jail, prison. Me and him, we, we fell out, amen, after after we got out of high school. I went over here and then the Lord saved me and he went off over yonder and got in the crack house. Everybody all right? Amen, he had another brother that's dead, his daddy. Phil, Phil, I seen him, went, 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 the choir went to sing. Let me show you how it works. I was told my wife, choir went to sing. I walked up in there, I see Phil Willabelle. What's that man doing here? Pre- what preacher? I said, "Hey, you remember me?" He kind of looked at me. Said, "You look real familiar." I said, "Yeah, I'm your boy, uh, Goober. Me and him was buddies. I come to your house years ago." Oh, he said, "Son, I'm sorry." He said, "That ain't that ain't." He said, "I'm sorry." He said, "I wish that hadn't happened." He apologized, but he told me, "He said, you know what? I got right. I'm in church now. He's going over there. Diane Durden's daddy was a pastor." That's where he was going. Over there with Jackie Kendricks and all of them. That's where he was going. He knew Arnold Williams and all of them. That's where he was going. So he was right then. Brother Michael got him to come preach at the church. I can't tell you how many times I saw him after that. He'd always tell me, pray for my boys. They do dope. And he knew it was a choice that he made. Are you hearing me? Daughter. Goober's sister, man, she's been married three or four times, got kids strung out on dope. Are you hearing me? Don't be overcome with evil. Evil might come knocking on your door, but don't don't be overcome with, listen to what he says. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. With good. I often wished I could have seen Goober. I did get to see Ricky Stell one time. Couple times, really. <laughs> he sees me now, he runs. Don't ever forget after I got saved. Somebody started making way to the piano. I was on my way. Amen. From Munro. I know I've told this story before. And Ricky Stell was walking down the road and he seen my truck. And he starts waving. I'm on the other side of 78 Highway now. I'm going down to my mama's house. Amen. I'm coming from Loganville Heading to Munro. He's waving. I had to go down there and turn around. I come back and I, I said, what in the world are you doing out here? And long story while he was there, I can't tell you. And he said, uh, what are you doing? I said, man, I was going to my mama's house. I said, he, he said can you give me a ride over here on the other side of Loganville? Had him in the car for about 20 minutes. I said, yeah, get in. He
1: said, man, Puckett, man, it's just so good to see you, Puckett. I can't
0: believe it. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I pulled off. I said, let me tell you what happened to me. And for the next 20 minutes, man, I was preaching to that boy. He said, and and, and and when the first thing I said, I said, man, I got saved. He said, yeah, I heard something about that. I I said, whoa, 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 let me tell you what else happened. I said, I got saved. I said, God called me to preach. And boy, I began to tell him about the Lord. I have to tell him how he saved my soul. I wasn't going to hell no more. I mean, boy, I mean, for 20 minutes. And he said, turn here, turn here. And, I go, and he tried to, I, boy, I, I, I was bearing down on him, son, all the way to where he was. Man, He got out and said, thanks, Puckett, I see you. God, go. No. Amen. <laughs> hey, see, God will put people in your path. He'll do it. I seen him a couple of times. Every time I see him, I try to tell them about the Lord. A lot of them I've seen. Try to tell them about the Lord. Amen. Every time I see one, they say, man, I heard about you. Amazing how that news travels. Amen. I ain't seen them in years. <clears throat> I ain't talked to them. Amen. Had one of them lived over there where Sharanium used to live. Had a kid come with them. Their daddy come over here, Chris. Amen. He walked in and I, he couldn't believe it and I couldn't either. Amen. I was looking for the roof to fall. He visited over here one time. <laughs> On the way out he just had a good seat bucket. <laughs> it was one of them. Amen. I ain't, I ain't ashamed. I ain't going to change. Amen. I'm just going to be me. I don't care who comes around. Amen. Not going to let the evil creep back in my life not going to let things like that ruin the testimony that I have, but also the testimony that this church has that y'all have. and that's how we started out. There's a whole lot, chapter 12. We could have we really, if we really wanted to break it down verse by verse, we could probably have spent a whole year on Romans chapter 12. Amen and probably, couldn't have, probably could have spent months on just the first two verses, I'm telling you. There's so much in it. Tonight, amen, surely something, surely the Holy Ghost come by at one point during the service and spoke to your heart. Could have been about anything, we, there was so much in it. Surely the Holy Ghost came by and spoke to you about something. didn't he, he spoke to me if he spoke to you you ought to be rejoicing in that to know that he still cares no matter what we're going through because we covered a lot but Paul asked the man that wrote that I told you the man that wrote that knew a little bit about living about living for God and that he would help us if we let him. Amen. And I believe he will. Great man. He was a great man of God. Amen. Great man of God. Can't take, can't, I guess can't. He's not Jesus. He's not John Baptist. Amen. But he was definitely the chiefest of sinners. How come? Because the Bible said he was. The Bible said he was. He was the cheapest of sinners. So he knows something about a sinner getting saved and turning their life around. Amen. He knows a little bit about a sinner getting saved and turning their life around. Amen. So tonight, if the Holy Ghost spoke to you, would you come talk to him?